0: The history of Rocky Horror is a history of cinema.
1: For everything you like about Rocky Horror, there was at least one film that inspired it.
0: And we're going to review them all on... Episode Zero! Everybody and welcome back to episode zero, of the Rocky Horror Picture Show podcast, where we don't really talk about the Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: My name is William Bibiani. I am a critic. Everybody calls me Bibbs. Uh, my name is Whitney Seibold. I too am a critic. Uh, you can call me what you like. Yeah, free country. I, uh, was never on the. I, I guess was an honorary member of Rocky Horror Shadowcast. There you go. That's as far as I was able to go. I got to play Ralph Hapshot once. Everyone gets to play Ralph (laughs) Hapshot. Yeah, they 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 call virgins out of the audience to play Ralph Hapshot. It's like getting Um, associate producer credit. (laughs) Well, to tell the truth, Brad, yeah, that's uh, that guy.
0: If you don't know, okay, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, obviously, is a Mm. cult musical. It's why we're here. It's an institution. Yeah, Uh, and uh, this podcast is dedicated to all the various films that inspired the Rocky Horror Picture Show because it is, in many ways, a pastiche of that which came before it. Uh, The live show that sprang up around the Rocky Horror Picture Show as it eventually found its footing not just as a film but as a sort of theatrical experience. People dress up and sing along Mm -hmm. or uh, do what is called a shadow cast. They perform the movie in front of the motion picture uh there is a regular cast at a lot of rocky horror picture show uh screenings people who will always play riffraff mm. or always play magenta or they cycle out uh but there's a couple of characters who they will often just pick someone from the audience and yeah. ralph Hapshad, who gets married in the first scene of the movie is often one of those i've played ralph Hapshad. <laughs> i've only gone i've only done rocky horror as like a live experience like three times Okay. Like, in my
1: whole life. Which is which is a decent amount. I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it. You don't it's at least to... twice. I think three, yeah. No, Um. when it comes to, like, fandom, uh, Rocky Horror has, has notoriously been one of the biggest, like, the most gatekeeper You have to go through rituals to ensure, yeah. your, you know, your first time, and... Yeah. Uh, the, it's, it's, the not, have... it's not,
0: like, painful rituals, though. It's just a joke. I mean, you don't really yeah, have to, they're, like... They're, they're, uh... They go up there and make you do, like, a sexy mime game yeah, or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's
1: like... You a, know? like... Yeah. Fake an orgasm in the voice of your favorite cartoon character, like, like that, yeah. that, that like kind that, of stuff. Like, yeah. like, yeah, it's it's a gag. Yeah. it's yeah,
0: you're, you're allowed men. in, yeah. and you can always just not raise your hand and say you've been there before. Like, yeah, and, and
1: yeah. Uh, back when uh, Rocky Horror was a little bit more eighteen and up, the the rituals were uh, slightly more randy. But then when the, the cast noticed that the clientele was getting a little younger, they changed a lot. And yeah. then, you know, asked for permission a lot more. And yeah, it became a lot cleaner and safer.
0: Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Um, but in any case, anyone can be Ralph Habshad. That's It's not something to brag about. Mm. Uh,
1: but, uh, what are we then, talking about this week, William? Well,
0: this week we're talking about a film that actually is one of the proto-examples... Of a couple of things that would end Mm. up becoming uh, the Rucker picture show stock and trade. Uh, One, it is an allegedly bad movie Mm. that became uh, popular after its initial release amongst people who weren't always necessarily appreciating the film on its exact level. That's Uh, part of it. uh The other part of it is, uh, uh, well, obviously it's got a lot of uh, sort of uh, melodrama. Uh, a lot of uh, scare film tactics, which we've talked about scare
1: films already directly mm. on this show. Um, we, we talked about health films, but uh, mm. I guess a couple of those were scare we films. We talked about sorry. some scare films as well. And uh, so this
0: is a scare film. This is a film that's trying to uh, reach out into the morals of America. And in order to do that, in order to recreate this seemingly moral version of America, what they really mean is very white. and uh, Very right, white and very conservative. Very conservative. Mm. Uh, and also It became a midnight movie sensation In the 1970s Although whereas Rocky Rock Your Picture Show Only took a year or two to do that Reefer Madness <laughs> Took about 40 years Yeah Let's take a look
2: These high school boys and girls Are having a hop At the local soda fountain Innocently they dance Innocent of a new And deadly menace Lurking behind closed doors Marijuana the burning weed with its roots in hell. In this film, you will see the ease with which this vicious plant can be grown in your neighbor's yard, rolled into harmless looking cigarettes, hidden in an innocent shoe or watch case. In this startling film, you will see dopesters lure children to destruction. We're going over to Joe's place, why don't you come along? We have a date to play a set of doubles. Oh, you can play any time. Come on, we'll have some laughs. Can I go along with you? Sure. Hey, I'll see you at dinner, sis. If you want a good smoke, try one of these. You will meet Bill, who once took pride in his strong will as he takes the first step toward enslavement. Of course, if you're afraid. Smoking the soul-destroying reefer, they find a moment's pleasure but at a terrible price. Divorcery, violence, murder, suicide, and the ultimate end of the marijuana addict. Hopeless insanity.
1: Reefer Madness Reefer Madness uh, Previously known as Tell Your Children And it's weird that it's on the title card Because Reefer Madness Because it wasn't previously released Under that title No it was produced
0: Reefer Madness is a film That was produced by a church organization In order to Expound what they believed Were the evils of marijuana Mm. And it is Apocalyptically badly researched Like just Nothing about it makes any sense If you've even been around pot before uh, if you've read an article about POT that mm-hmm. was from a semi reputable institution, you know that 99.99999% of everything in the movie Reefer Madness is complete hogwash. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was then, you know, shelved basically, and then someone picked it up, added a few more salacious bits, and then released it into the exploitation crowd. Uh, In the, I think late, I forget. I think it started in late '30s Mm because the movie was from 1936 originally, and then it kept making those circles for a little while. It was released under a variety of different titles, Uh, but the title card says "Reefer Madness." Formerly, tell your children, and that's probably the most accurate thing in the movie is that it was
1: formerly once you tell (laughs) tell your children. Um, Here's the great. And and Reefer Madness um, is is a pretty well known cult oddity at this point. Yeah, it's it lapsed, public domain. So yeah, it's in the to public find. domain. Yeah. You can watch. Uh, who knows how many versions on YouTube? Yeah. Uh, some people have decided to colorize it. It was adapted into an ironic musical. And that the musical 2000s, is really good. It's got which Kristen I Bell in which it. It. I wanted to watch in preparation, but I never never got around to. It. So Alan still Cumming and Kristen
0: it. Bell. It's yeah. really genuinely. It's, and, and it's uh, very much. Insp- funnily enough, that musical is clearly inspired by Rocky Horror. So it's yeah, really good. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, the story is uh, pretty well known. It's like been chiseled into stone at this point. Well, it's not uh, very it's, complicated, yeah, so it's um, pretty easy. It, it starts with a, a school principal giving a lecture about the evils of marijuana and showing some documentary footage, some of which looks kind of fake to me. Some of uh, which looks like
0: it has nothing to do with marijuana, yeah. it has to do with other drugs. He'll talk mm, about, about how, how, like,
1: how drugs is a great
0: scourge in the United States in mm. the mid-30s. And he'll show things like, yes... Marijuana can be smuggled anywhere. It could be inside your pocket watch. Hmm. Oftentimes it is kept inside a woman's high heel and they unscrew a the woman's high heel and there's a hollow part and inside are what look like Tylenol. And I'm like, that's not really how people were having
1: marijuana ever. I mean, we we just got to gummy candies. Yeah, like, come on. You start with gummies, and then you move it. Hmm. Like, but no, maybe, it's sure, like... Look, I, I haven't spent a lot of time in weed stores. Are there, ta- like, THC you, tablets? You can get stuff like that, but they don't
0: look like little white pills. Okay. Like, I, 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 I suppose it's possible, but, hmm. like, that's just a weird thing to highlight as okay. a big deal, is that they
1: look like Tylenol. So uh because of they're using this documentary footage and they're they're uh, using all this very stern, very serious language and there's even a, a a crawl at the beginning about how this is you know the real scourge that's hurting America. Uh and, and I would, love I love the crawl too because you know like in like Star Wars they like
0: put some of like the more important words in like all caps to highlight them yeah. like the resistance
1: mm. is fighting the empire. Right. Which the... is based on the old 30s sci-fi serials. Yeah, exactly. It's a common practice uh, inspired by In Reaver Madness, they'll take the word marijuana,
0: which they'll spell with an H because... seriously. But they'll do it, and... Uh, they'll instead of just writing it in capitals, they write it in cursive as though it's fancier than the other words. <laughs> as they're like, yes, it's classy actually. It's mm. what it makes it look like to
1: me. It's just, it's it doesn't just looks like scary. You, just, had, you had Frankenstein movie fawn, you can make that shit scary. What are you doing? <laughs> it's just italics. Uh, it they're, just look silly. but they're they're trying to give like a, a, a veneer of like academic, uh, respectability. analysis, respectability, yeah. exactly. Uh, some Something from academia. We swear, and we swear so in the Bible this is true. That, that This is all true and this is what might happen. And the, the joke is, of course, that this film knows absolutely nothing about marijuana whatsoever. Its effects... Yeah. Uh, are not lot, accurately presented. Its, its effects yeah. are not accurately presented at all. Uh, if, if you were to take this film as a model, uh, marijuana is sort of like a combination of Like, acid and cocaine and speed, like, all mixed together. And laughing
0: gas. You will get uncontrollable Mm. giggles all the time. That's right.
1: You'll just start laughing and laughing.
0: Yeah.
1: You will hallucinate. Mm.
0: Uh, You will lose all inhibition.
1: You'll get really violent. That's a big part of it. Oh, yes.
0: Like, really fucking violent. Mm. Like, you will become a murderer. uh, And also, it will cause you to lose your sanity permanently after a while. Mm. That's very important as well.
1: That is after like a week or two.
0: Yeah, you use it like every day for like a couple of weeks. Mm. You will like go completely hopelessly mad. Mm. Like there's a bit at the end where like one of the villains is finally brought to justice. And like he's reprimanded to an institution for the mentally insane. I forget the exact quote. Mm. You are reprimanded to an institution for the mentally insane for the rest of your life. And I'm like, really? Not until he's sane? Like if he's sane no, he still has to stay there. He's just insane for the rest of his life. <laughs> and you're just telling him that, the judge. You don't get Doctor's going to get any say in that? Cool. Mm-hmm. Great justice system you got here. Um the plot kicks in in Anywheresville, USA. Not the official title, but might as well be. I like to think that it's Denton. It,
1: it it's it is that sort of innocent middle America. It's not the big city that's where the drugs go. Yes. Um but uh, yeah, it's it's and it's a brother and a sister, and I think they're named Mary and Jesus. I forgot what they're. <laughs> One of them's named Mary, Mary. The other one's named. Let's Je- just say Jesus. Um, actually, it might actually be Mary and Joseph. Let me look up. Uh, oh my God, their they names. Wouldn't. They would. <laughs> That'd be so
0: terrible. Oh, I have it in it's, front of me too. It's
1: Mary. It's Mary and Jimmy. Excuse me. Okay,
0: those are the. Are those the
1: siblings? Or is Mary's si- a
0: boyfriend too? no,
1: yeah, those are the siblings. Okay, fine. Dorothy Short plays Mary. None of the actors went on to do anything big. By <laughs> not the way. They're really. They're not no. known for anything. No, no,
0: this isn't like
1: mm. like. Ooh, Kevin Bacon was in this. Like, no, no, it's not like Kevin <laughs> Bacon. Nineteen thirty six. He's a he's really not, good actor. Yeah, he's, he's a lot younger than he you, looks. You think <laughs>
0: Paul Rudd doesn't age? What do you
1: think, Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Kevin Bacon was born in nineteen oh eight. Anyway. Anyway, uh, this, there's four this, generations beneath him now. Anyway,
0: there's this uh, there's this brother, and uh, he's been falling in with the marijuana folks, and the marijuana mm. folks have an apartment somewhere, and what they do is they invite people over to their apartment to give them drugs to indoctrinate them into the drug yeah. lifestyle. We never see any money exchange hands. They just give them free drugs.
1: Mm. Well, that's that's the danger.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that's that's the just, thing you, that they you can
0: just get it. That's the thing that I was always assured, and I'm not saying this has never happened, hmm. but that's the thing I was always assured by all like the the dare PSAs that they had in the 80s, yeah, uh, which was uh, people who have drugs are really eager to give them away. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, you want some heroin? Oh. The first the first kilo is free. Hmm. <laughs> like. I don't think that's I, uh, how that works actually. Like, oh I have some marijuana. You want some?
2: No,
1: it's illegal and hard to get right now. You can pay for your own. I, I was uh I <laughs> what was the very, fuck are you uh, doing keep away from my marijuana. It's it's hard to get. I was very pointedly a teetotaler when I was a youth. I I yeah. didn't have anything uh, like against the people who used drugs. I didn't care, but yeah. I they weren't for me. It's just yeah. not something I pursued. Uh, so the drug PSAs that I respected the most were the ones that approached it a little bit more practically. It's not like, oh, you'll do cocaine and your nose will just explode off of your face. It wasn't mm. not that sort of thing. It was, here is how much cocaine costs. And I remember yeah. a drug PSA. It was like a close-up th- of th- yeah. of a, wo- a woman's nose and mouth. And we got to see like expensive items float past her face, and she would snort them up her nose. I remember that it's one, It's like, then yeah. the, the, here's, you know, if you you do cocaine for this number of years it'll cost the same much as you know if you saved up that money it would buy you an ocean liner like that sort of thing yeah and so it's like don't use cocaine because you're gonna go fucking broke it's not <laughs> it's not the, like the health nothing about the health effects like whatsoever. it's not yeah
0: well we yeah, the health effects when you're a kid you think you're gonna live forever you yeah tend, so you, you don't really care you, about you do a lot effects. of things that are dangerous mm-hmm. they, whether or not they're drugs you might like You know, like, hey, let's like jump off that big rock at the fishing hole, like that kind of thing. And it's like, that's probably not safe and you shouldn't do that, but you You think you're mortal and you're just gonna do it and recommend it, but yeah.
1: You know what I never did as a kid?
0: Jump off a rock at the fishing hole.
1: No, I never wore a bike helmet.
0: There you go. I just
1: didn't own one.
0: Yeah, there you go. You should have worn a bike helmet. I'm glad it worked out, but it should have been real bad. I I,
1: I got one moving violation for not wearing a helmet. And you've been in accidents before. Helmets helped save your life, didn't they? No. No? I've never hit my head in a bike accident. You've never hit your head in a bike? I know you've been in bike accidents. Yeah, I've I've hurt my arms and my legs pretty badly, but I've never hit my head. So you should be wearing, like, Body armor is what you should be wearing. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> should be just it's, head to toe. You should be just covered as as in titanium. They can, as soon as they can make those Black Panther suits, I'm going to get one.
0: Yeah. Anyway, the, the the PSA that has stuck with me, and I swear to God, I think about this shit every other day.
1: Is it the Snake Man?
0: No. Right. It, no. The one I think of every other day is the weird Teenage
1: Juden Ninja Turtles one. <laughs> Do you remember this? You're cool the way you are, bro. Without drugs. No, it's not even that. that that's that's from Cartoon All Stars. For the rest, that's though, a yeah. that's an
0: amazing thing. And we did a we did a podcast about this on the Patreon uh, for uh, before we had Nana on Disney Plus. We had the Cancel Two Two Monthly Movie, where we talked about TV movies and specials. Mm-hmm. All of that's still available. You can totally search for that. Um, like, no the uh the one I remember was there was this one PSA and it was a little kid and he was in the hallway to school like getting oh, wait, his Oh wait, I do
1: remember this I'm gonna, one. I
0: have to walk you through this if you've never this, seen this. Is, look this up because the, it's the, weird. The chicken one. Yeah, it's yeah. so fucking weird. Uh, this kid's in his in the hallway to school. He's at his locker and a slightly older kid comes up to him and says, and this hey, is like an eight year old. Yeah, like, this yeah. is a very little kid and the and the older kid's like in junior high at most. And the older kid is like, hey. Petey or whatever the fuck the kid's name is Mm -hmm. hey Petey you want to try some pot and the kid's like
1: uh and then all of a sudden well well, first of all he says uh oh of course you're not going to take drugs because you're a chicken that's right the bully and, says you're a chicken and he like, yeah. makes chicken noises right in his face Yeah, because like, a, like drug dealers yeah, do take my
0: free expensive drugs you idiot and the kid's just like ah. and then all of a
1: sudden we cut to the middle of a library like and a, the, the Teenage Re- and Ninja Turtles the reality freezes and the yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like the killers in funny games and not uh, not the live action Teenage
0: Ninja Turtles the animated Teenage mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles are watching this on a video screen with a bunch of live action little kids and say hey it looks like Petey's in trouble what should he do? And the kids shout out suggestions like, get out of there! Mm. Like they're in like a like they're in a midnight movie. And then <laughs> so and they're, which, they're taking the punishment poll. <laughs> but here's the thing: they're not watching a movie, they're deciding his actual fate. And so when we cut back to the to the hallway, Petey takes their advice. I assume his name's Petey. Petey <laughs> takes their advice <laughs> and he says something. He says this the weirdest thing. He says, I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. And he slams his locker and he gets oh, the fuck out of there. Oh, snap. And the 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 villain or the drug dealer, who want to call him uh he is a drug dealer, I guess, but like he's villain. I uh, he looks like wow. He showed me.
1: Like I had, I had I had no response to that.
0: Yeah, because there is no response to that. That's a weird thing to say. And I know that that little kid like when he
1: got out of there
0: He's thinking to myself, "You're a turkey." That was the best I could come up with.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be talking about that in a bar when he's at 45 yeah. years old. I oh Finally God. had a chance. I finally this stood up memory,
0: to my bully man. and I said the stupid, most like weird and esoteric thing. And like, yeah, it confused yeah. him, but it didn't make me look like a badass. And forever afterwards, yeah, I was no. the turkey kid. Ruined my life, man. Should have yeah, just taken no. the drugs.
1: No, <laughs> no, we should, we should, we've been going off on this uh, these drug PSAs, so we should probably take a moment to uh, point out sort of the misguided function of these drug PSAs and how that's been the case since the thirties and since reefer madness was made. Yeah. Cause reefer, reefer, madness gets nothing about marijuana correctly. Doesn't even try. It no. like, it clearly did no research whatsoever. It just wants you to know it's yeah. bad
0: and they will make up any yeah. shit to do it.
1: Um, I, I don't have all the details in front of me, but one of the big, uh, bugaboos around, uh, drugs and marijuana was racism uh yeah. drugs were a uh, uh you know, they're being used by everybody, but they would use drugs as this sort of uh, bugaboo of minority communities yeah. uh, they were the 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 other are the ones bringing it into the white communities, and mm-hmm. we, the white racist establishment, have to prevent that so we're starting this whole war on the drug when really it's just war on minorities
0: yeah uh, it's and a big old scapegoat yeah, yeah bullshit, it it
1: yeah. was all and that's you know yeah. kind of widely accepted now, the whole function of the war on drugs. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all just sort of racist posturing and, and mm-hmm. political gameplay. It actually has nothing to do with the public health. Addiction is a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Uh, but uh, the reason it's seen as a crime problem rather than a public health problem is because of racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though there are no characters of color in Reefer Madness, that's what's been percolating underneath films like this about how the, mm-hmm. this drug menace is going to infect the white youth the same way it's been affecting minority youth. And um, mm-hmm. that's kind of what the uh, the conservative, presumably white, audience would be going to see a film like this for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, and there's more even beyond that, yeah, There's so much bullshit wrapped up the in marijuana.
2: most Simplest way to put uh, it. Listen, listen,
0: marijuana is a drug. Marijuana is absolutely a drug, and there are some negative effects of it, especially if you're young, uh, because it can lead to, you know, uh, uh, Mm. what's what I'm looking for here? Uh, Basically, you shouldn't have it when you're young. Uh, if, uh, but like as an adult, it's mm. a recreational drug. It doesn't. It's not. It's not addictive. No one's ever overdosed on it. The, uh, it's actually remarkably yeah. safe as drugs go. I'm not recommending you do it per se, but it's increasingly legal in many states, mm. and that's a choice you get to make and that's knock so, yourself well, out.
1: I'll, I'll do the research and make your own decisions. Exactly. But, um, we always
0: encourage that. But uh, the, uh, the 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 I bullshit think, around it has always been astounding.
1: Yeah. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> There's a weird, succinct way that South Park put it, and it was that uh, marijuana won't ruin your life. It's not going to, you know, it's not a gateway drug. It's not going to lead you mm-hmm. to doing other drugs. It's yeah. not. All it's really going to do is make you okay with being bored. Yeah, and when you're sitting around being okay with being bored that's time you could spend doing constructive things yeah that's not to say there mm. isn't a time to sit around and be
0: bored that's mm. fine too but mm. maybe there's but if, maybe yeah. balance is useful mm. but um, in any case but there's a lot of like uh, the, there were a lot of like special episodes of TV shows particularly in the 80s and 90s mm. that were dedicated to like oh no one of the kids on home improvement had a joint mm. and yeah. they would show the joint. In mm. this really artificial, weird way. And they would zoom in on it. And they would cut to a commercial. And a lot of these were done basically to keep the government off TV's back. Because mm. the show, like, hey, listen, we're, we'll play ball and we'll do your weird public service announcements. And we'll fit them into our shows if you just stop giving a shit. Um, So a lot of the overemphasization of marijuana uh, just comes from nowhere. Mm-hmm. It, it It's all just nowhere It's nonsense um, So watching something like Grief Madness where they literally Say there's one character who's not Shown but it's specifically referenced in the film Axe murdered Their whole family because they smoked Marijuana That's not a thing that happens
1: I'm trying to think it is, is there a drug that would make you Prone to axe murder well, actually, there was the uh, uh, basalt's like oh, that. Actually, that actually yeah. did make people, people do some people, violent thing. Yeah, people were like bite, biting each yeah, other. That and, that yeah. had a
0: weird. I didn't, I didn't do enough research into it, but I remember there was like a, a slew of that. Um, but yeah, it's not that's not really what it's all about. So anyway, so the story is there's these brother and sister. The brother gets in with this like weird gang of uh, marijuana. Uh, 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 donators, I guess it's a charity. <laughs> I don't know where the money's coming from. And so uh, he, at one point early in the film, uh, he's asked to be like the driver for one of the marijuana dealers, and he ends up in a hit or run, a hit and run accident. Runs down an old guy on the street. Yeah. Unfortunately, the guy doesn't die, which is the only reason why that character doesn't like end horribly. But we see that it's like ruined his life because he feels all guilty. Uh, meanwhile, Mary's boyfriend, who's a dork. And that's all we see of him. He's just like, hey, golly gee whiz, Mary. I was reading Romeo and Juliet. And I was thinking to myself, man, you're kind of like Juliet. I'm gonna read it badly. Meh 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 meh. And so he does. And then and then mom watches them kiss this is, this and, yeah. is square for the 30s, oh, yeah. by the in way. In the 30s, people would have rolled their eyes at this shit, and mom's watching them and she gives them mm. cocoa. Stay good in school, kids. like, yeah. <sighs> Anyway, this kid also gets caught up with the marijuana fiends because he's at like one of those soda jerk places where the pianist that they have there—he looks like if if Harpo Marx was the devil. <laughs> like he looks like Harpo. He doesn't talk like Harpo, and he's constantly <laughs> smoking weed and giggling maniacally to them, like yeah! tempo marks. <laughs> yes, actually, oh, yeah. that's good. I like that. Um... Anyway, the kid uh, gets, like, dragged into this den of marijuana iniquity. And, where, they, uh,
1: where they dance a lot. And they like, yeah. and they're like fast speed and energy. Just like, yeah. you know, because that's what weed does. It fills you with energy. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly how that makes works. Makes
1: you want to get up and dance really fast. Yeah, it
0: makes you want to run a marathon. You know, you know how weed works. Um, and uh, so the kid starts hanging out there. And they're, like, women of sin- who hmm. just want to make out with him and give him free pot? And uh, as you, oh, she, oh
1: no, it sounds so horrible.
0: <laughs> I know. So he starts spending a lot more time there and a lot mm-hmm. less time with Mary. And Mary's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, where'd my boyfriend go?" And so she <laughs> investigates it and she ends up at He's the pot. T-
1: tongue kissing, numerous flu season, getting high. Where she, do you think she he is? ends up at the pot
0: den? And uh, a guy, uh, one of like the the bad guys, uh, gets her high, mm. and uh, he tr- he tries to have his way with her. And then our hero, who had just like, in this really awkward way, like, had just, like, lost his virginity and was feeling really weird about it. Made Uh,
1: his sexual debut.
0: Thank you. Made his sexual debut. Much better way to put it. Um, He's still really high, and he walks in on them, Mm -hmm. and in his drug-addled mind, he imagines that Mary is really into it. So, naturally, he starts beating up the guy. And I'm like, wouldn't it make more sense for him Mm -hmm. to beat up the guy if he saw Mary being attacked? Like, that's a really weird... You kind of telling on yourself, movie. Yeah. You're, you're really fucking weird here. But anyway, it's, he fights the guy. There's a gun. The gun goes off, and Mary is murdered. She dies horribly. And, uh, the kid is, of course, completely out of his mind on marijuana, completely incapable of remembering anything. You know how marijuana works. And, uh, he, uh... He... Dude, where's my
1: sister? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so, um... But the, he, uh, the, they're not stoners in that movie. They're just dumb, right? Actually, I haven't seen Dude, Where's I My to, Car? I think, they are, I think they are stoners. Okay. Memory serves,
0: they're stoners. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 90% sure that... Now you've got me questioning it, because I haven't seen it <laughs> in a while. I do remember <laughs> that one of their girlfriends was played by Jennifer Garner before she was famous. Oh, that's a little weird. Yeah. Um... Anyway, uh, so the kid wakes up with the gun in his hand and they tell him, oh my god, I can't believe you killed Mary, you're a monster. And the kid's like, what? Yeah, you totally shot Mary. Wink. Why are you winking? Never mind. And so the kid thinks he killed Mary and the cops show up and the kid ends up like, and this weird early version of 12 Angry Men. Like there's a jury, mm. and then they're talking about how, like, well, this kid obviously did it, and even if he didn't, I don't care. An example must be made. And one guy's like, "What if marijuana made him do it? And that means he's not culpable." Pshaw! I say, kill them all. And so they all they all vote guilty, and the kid's gonna like go to the chair or whatever. And then no, um, they're gonna
1: put him to death. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah.
0: I mean, he is a murderer, but, like, still, and also the death penalty is terrible, but, like, mm. you know, it's still, it's like, Jesus Christ, this fucking movie. And then uh, uh, the, the guy who actually killed Mary is losing his mind rapidly in mm. that apartment of sin, and he's forcing people, like, to and, play piano faster, damn it, faster!
1: And, and he looks, I like that, let me look up the name of that actor. Mm. Um, I think that might be, is that yeah. Ralph. Yeah, it's Ralph, uh, yeah. played by Dave O'Brien. Yeah, Dave O'Brien would have made like a great Jekyll and Hyde. Like mm. he's got the this kind of universal monster quality about him. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 good.
0: And he's actually one of the people on the show who had like a, a career after this. He wrote mm. for the Red Skelton Hour. Uh, he mm. was Captain Midnight, and I think it was a serial.
1: Memory mm. serves. Yeah, it was a serial. And he, um, he and he was one of the East Side Kids. Oh, no kidding. He had, a, he had a recurring role in the, some of the East Side Kids movies. East Side Kids were um, the Dead End Kids. The East Side Kids uh, were this gigantic trend back in the 30s and 40s that people don't even talk about anymore. Of uh, mm. kid like street street tough kids and the the neighborhood that, where they lived in. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, uh, the the woman who like runs the the den of iniquity who is always opposed to her boyfriend like. Bring it in like teenagers, like, you know, like there's this incredible there's this incredible thing throughout the movie where like all the criminals in the movie are just like, listen, we're criminals. We're, we're criminals. We kill, we murder, but we don't do pot. You guys are sick. And uh it's hilarious. Anyway, uh so the lady, like there's a there's a fight or whatever like that, and so she agrees she's gonna go to the cops, and there's this hilarious bit. Where she's with the cops, and they're just like, uh, "My client has agreed to tell you everything, tell the the true facts behind the murder case that everyone's been talking about, in exchange for some leniency in their sentencing." And the judge says, uh, "Well, we don't do that." And she goes, "I don't care. I saw everything, and I was responsible as everyone. I just want the lawyer to go. Uh, can I speak to my client?" <laughs> I really think we should, we could have played a little hardball on that. <laughs> Oh, that was just their opening bid. Like I think we could maybe get a couple of years off here.
1: Your... No. Sen- no okay. okay.
0: So she tells everything that happened, and then they're all like, "Okay, cool." And then uh, as she's being led away, and she's gonna go to jail because mm. um, she didn't. She really should have let her lawyer do the talking on that one. Um, she she is stricken with guilt and flings herself out a window and dies. Mm. And then uh, the young boy, the, the judge says, Yeah, you didn't do it, but you still suck because you did marijuana. So watch this next trial. It's what could happen to
1: you. Or you. you. Or, or Pointing you. at the screen. You. And then it says, Tell your children on yeah. the screen. Yeah. Well, the, um,
0: the principal says that one. But that yeah, way. exactly. We come back to the principal. And he says, Yes, you, you, you doubt this film, don't you? But it could happen to you. Or you. Or you. It did not happen to any of those people. No. no, no. <laughs> it's um, not it's not a thing. There,
1: there are two central ironies going on with scare films mm-hmm. like this, which is uh, to also cite the health films that we talked about.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, kind of where uh, this was the conservative America that the Rocky Horror Picture Show was deconstructing. They were trying yeah. to really attack and tear down these kinds, these old tropes. This that were image that l- you have of lingering this. Lingering through uh, yeah. the. the American consciousness this image that it, you have of British this, But yeah. you know World consciousness This
0: image that you have Of mm. this like Lily white Completely untouched By sin Uh, uh Conservative world Uh Where in Any contact Whatsoever With anything You've been told Is bad Will prove apocalyptic For you We're gonna show you A how absurd that is And B How hypocritical that is yeah. And that's what the hip- And that's what Our character show Is fundamentally about
1: Yeah Yeah So that's part of it Um, but the, the ironies are the, uh, the, the more stern and serious the drug movie, the more fun it will be to, it will be to watch while you're on drugs. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard that cartoon all-stars to the rescue is a great special to get high to.
0: I don't Uh, know
1: i'm not a weed guy i haven't watched yeah. cartoon all-stars to the rescue while high but this this has been reported to me by people who have done so who yeah. have watched it both sober and both intoxicated and again
0: recreational marijuana is mm. illegal in california that's
1: all mm-hmm. i'm gonna say is is legal in california you said illegal
0: Uh oh, i just pronounced it weird
1: sorry okay. yeah, yeah. I, it, 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 it is it is legal it is legal there I, are there are stores where you can yeah. get it now yeah uh, you just go into a store and buy it yep um so that, that's one irony, is that uh, all of these films that are, uh, like, really stern about the dangers of drugs are the ones that uh, a lot of stoners and drug culture kind of gathers around. Yeah. Uh, and Reefer Madness is particularly notorious just for how inaccurate it is, well, that's how, how stodgy and how bad it is. Well, that's how it got rediscovered.
0: Because yeah. it was, again, it made the exploitation circuit. It was purchased mm. by an exploitation producer. It was screened around the country in a variety of different titles, and then... There was, again, there was no real market for it after that. So they just let it lapse into the public domain. They didn't give a shit. And then there was actually a marijuana legalization movement in the 1970s. Mm. We got there. It took a few decades. um, That actually found the film in an archive somewhere and screened it. And it was specifically just to drum up support for legalizing marijuana. Because look at how stupid this shit was. Mm. And then an executive from New Line saw it. Found out it was in the public domain, and realized that there was camp value in this, and they started distributing it, and that actually made a lot of money for New Line in the early years. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this actually, like, and New Line would eventually go on to make, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and then ultimately Lord of the Rings. So if you liked Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, you have Reefer Madness to fucking thank you're welcome.
1: <laughs> it's it's a, a twisted web, the way some films get made because other ones that are not related also got made.
0: Yep, it's really weird.
1: Um, yeah, and uh, the, one of the big secrets to the success of the Midnight movie was Marijuana. Um, yeah. As we've, we've uh, talked about before, one of the, fir- the first proper Midnight movie uh, is often uh, cited as being El Topo. Mm-hmm. The Alejandro Jodorowsky movie, and uh, one of the big reasons it was a hit was one, they played it after hours. That was a first, and secondly, they let people smoke in the theater, and uh, as such, became this big kind of counterculture drug-addled hangout. Now, yeah. it
0: became this old its own subculture. Well, and when and when you associate uh, that kind mm-hmm. of like party behavior with seeing the same movie over and over again, it becomes a ritual. it becomes ritualized. Mm-hmm. You know, it's anything you do over and over again, like, can become a ritual very, very easily. Uh, and that totally is how Rocky Horror, like, became a thing. Because yeah. it's not just, hey, let's go see Rocky Horror again. Let's make it a big to-do. I wonder who the first person was who dressed up. That's not someone I would like to meet. Like the first person who I'm going they're showing Rocky Horror Picture Show again, huh? let's dress up as
1: Frank and riffraff. <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's just so, do well, it. Someone was like in, in a vintage clothing store, a thrift shop at some point. It's yeah. like, Oh, wait a minute. That looks a lot like Columbia's shorts. Yeah. Why, why don't we, I'll just get that and I'll wear it to the theater. And yeah. It'll be fun. People it'll be will fun. get a kick out of it. And then yeah.
0: people probably, saw, I, I don't know how, how this happened. I assume it's something like this. Cause that's mm. often how it goes. And then people at that screening was like, Oh, they dressed up! I didn't know that was,
1: you could do that. Let's dress up next oh, time. Oh well, heck! I have a corset and gloves like Frank, so yeah. I'll wear those to the theater. Uh, yeah, next I'll come, time. let's go back next week and let's yeah. dress up and make it a whole thing. And then people started yeah. doing it all the time. But yeah, weed was actually a huge reason why so a lot of midnight movies took off uh because it was a place where you could get high. Yeah. It was a safe place you could get high. Yeah, and this it was, was open the,
0: late too, yeah. which is not always an option. And like uh, you can you can
1: drink, and mm-hmm. if you're not interested, if you're interested in that, you can go to a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and. uh the, and this is all hearsay. Again, I'm I'm not a weed guy. I'm not well versed. Uh, okay. But uh, from what I understand, uh, from I've heard from some of my older stoner friends, is that uh, weed back in the 1970s wasn't as strong as it is now. Generally speaking, it's my understanding that that's yeah. Still, yes. uh, so you could you you know smoke a couple joints and only have like a nice buzz going on, whereas now it's like you, you eat a gummy and you go I, insane. I I uh,
0: I, I had I'll, I'll I admit it. I've smoked marijuana. <laughs> and I and I had smoked marijuana oh, oh, before tsk. before it was legal, hmm. and uh, that was not as good as the stuff that you can get at a store now. Oh, so okay. you get a store now is and even then, because I heard the '70s is even crazier. But like like even then, it's just you know you 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 you're not necessarily getting something fresh that's been preserved or taken care of very well. Uh, you might buy something that's actually rather old and dry, and the THC isn't as good or whatever like that. So. Um, so yes, that's generally true. Mm-hmm. That's marijuana was not nearly as potent as, uh, uh yeah, as it so, is now. Yeah.
1: So it, it's not like uh, the, the movies needed the weed. It's just weed yeah. was a, a good, uh,
0: and again, I'm not saying I'm movie. a role model no, on the, this. I'm not encouraging everyone to smoke pot, mm-hmm. but I have, I'm not so going to pretend I haven't.
1: So, yeah, that's well, all I'm saying. So, so weed is actually the, the great equalizer across most of these midnight movies. Yeah. It was the thing that they all kind of share. And reefer madness was the, the flashpoint for all of yeah. that. Um, but the other big irony about something like Grief or Madness, and a lot of these scare films in general, was they were all made by exploitation filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Exploitation well, this one film was edited but yes. Yeah, but uh, a, a lot of these films were made, you know, they were financed by, like, Christian groups, but they were made by people who were already in the industry a lot of the time. Mm. And they were now, you know, they were previously shooting, like, drugs and sex and violence just because those things are fun. Yeah, pre-code and, era. Yeah, pre-code era, movies, but then yeah. when uh, the code started to crack down and all of a sudden they couldn't necessarily market those films as widely or maybe the audience wasn't as big as they had hoped. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were competing with other exploitation filmmakers and they were also getting like um, sort of a seedy reputation. we got to go to, you know, a bad part of town to watch these movies in the grindhouses. And all of a sudden they were turning around and doing the exact same content for a completely different audience. Yeah, it was for the Christian audience now, for the the, the hand wringing moral crowd.
0: Yeah, it's and, perfectly uh, okay to see and or and if, show if all they, of this uh, sin,
1: provided it's in the
0: context of, but we're not supposed exactly. To be doing this.
1: And what you're what you're seeing here is the sort of tisk tisk mm-hmm. is just a way to sort of hide up this universal desire that audiences clearly have to see people doing fucked up shit. Yeah, and as such. The Christian audience and the exploitation audience are looking for the exact same thing. No, I mean... Look the only at... difference is yeah. the ending in the moral morality fables, had. they had to have sort of a sad ending to put a kind of moral spin on the material. Yeah. But you're still watching people get high. You're still watching them, you know, commit the acts of sex and violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though you're kind of, like, recoiling, you're fascinated by yeah. it. Again, Which is mm-hmm. which is... <laughs> And this is true for also for biblical
0: films as well, especially mm-hmm. Old Testament stuff. Because the Old Testament is full of violence and sex and there's a lot of biblical epics that could be made even while other films were being actively censored by the production
1: code. But it's okay because it's in the Bible and that makes yeah. it good for you, was the vibe. So yeah. That's also um, a thing. And, and in fact, I remember when uh, The Passion of the Christ came out. And yeah. And how uh, that was released. Really, it was released twice in two different cuts, but they were both rated R. They're both, uh, well, they're both... Incredibly violent. That is the point oh, yeah. of the movie, the, the but movie it's incredibly is, violent. It's, it's about the passion. It's just yeah. let, Let's sit here in a movie theater for two hours and watch Jesus Christ get the ever-loving snot beaten out of him. Yeah. For for the whole the entirety of the movie. And also, there's a it's flashback
0: a, where he invents. uh He invents, uh, talk, bar, stools, he yeah. invents bar stools. Yeah. Mm.
1: Never yeah, understood. I, that was a weird choice. I, I saw The Passion of the Christ with my mom, and God, we were we were the assholes who were snickering in the front row. Like this is ridiculous. the barstool scene is funny. I don't know. It's a weird bit. That's but, all I'm
0: saying. Uh,
1: but I remember Roger Ebert's review of the movie, and he said that if that were anybody other than Jesus Christ, yeah, uh, getting just relentlessly, savagely beaten and having their body ripped apart on camera, it would be rated NC-17. That's true. They they, they gave special dispensation to Christ himself. and
0: Which which shows that the context matters, but mm. also it doesn't. Mm. It matters to, to it, institutions. It matters, to like, as, it depends on whether or not you want an excuse to see it. But the f- fact of the matter is, regardless of context, you're seeing the violence or you're seeing, if you're doing like Salome or something, you're mm. seeing the sex. You're seeing in Reefer Madness all of the things that the production code says are bad. Mm. But because they're presented as a cautionary tale, because we tack on an ending mm. that says it's bad, it's fine. It's bullshit. Mm. It's enormously hypocritical. And again, I'm fine with seeing fucked up shit in a movie. You just go for it. It's the, it's the pretense yeah the pretending that we're not here for this mm. is because honestly like because again they're trying to like weave a narrative that makes you associate with anything and feel like how really really bad it is you don't have to show as much as a lot of these movies do Mm. in order to make that narrative come across when the more graphic and again river Madness isn't that graphic not not you, even for the third no, like no, there, you you see don't. a bullet wound which is actually pretty harsh, mm-hmm. um, and like you see someone put on her
1: stockings, and well, that, that's true there's that sexy scene where somebody gets dressed at the beginning, yeah, like, like, th- like that's some provocative that's you know? provocative for nineteen thirty six uh
0: but and the bullet wound I think is actually probably the most shocking part of it, that's oh, yeah. actually pretty harsh, but um yeah that's that's not really like. That's not like the kind of like the grindhouse shit that we would see in the 70s. The question is, how much footage are you giving to the like the the really untoward stuff? Hmm. Not sex, not like, you know, consensual sex, but how much you put in towards like the shocking violence? How much Hmm. are you putting toward the shocking violent sex sometimes? Hmm. Uh you got to ask you. You look at the ratio sometime, and it's just like, yeah, we're th- that's what they thought we were here to see. Hmm. Just look at the ratio. Yeah, like yeah. that's what they wanted. Well, that's it, what they it, assumed the audience was for. Not for the context. The context could have taken up way more yeah, space than the graphic depiction the, of the, the sex and violence. The, the
1: context is is pretext uh, for 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 both audiences, I, yeah. I suppose. One is there for salacious reasons. There's they're just a little bit more. Um, Unashamed about it. Yeah. Uh, the, the other one does have some context, and it's about trying to put a moral spin on this. But I find there's actually kind of a, a bit of hope that uh, everybody wants to go to movies to see salacious things for the same reason. Yeah. Uh, whether it's to, you know, re- whatever your beliefs are, it's to reinforce what you believe in. Yeah. But really, we're here to see people having sex and shooting each other. Right. No, that's um, fair, and, that, and, and, that, and, and indeed, and with movies, we're faking it, so it
0: can be done responsibly. Exactly. But and in, it can also still be done irresponsibly, and this kind of propaganda is obviously yeah, not yeah, that.
1: Yeah. Now, luckily, with Reefer Madness, it's so bad it, you can't accept it as propaganda. No. You, no, no matter how strict a Christian group you have, you're not going to be showing Reefer Madness. Yeah not well, today J- that's J- for sure jack really. t chick would say what is this shit i can't do this i and, uh, would
0: kill to see this audience w- with just one unironic audience in the 30s <laughs> i, I would like, kill just like yeah. one screening they had like for the church group that made it the yeah, one have, screening have they did
1: yeah i think they got that really right this is actually really teaching me a lot fascinating yeah, i'd love to hear to the be discussions in that audience. afterwards
0: I'd love to be a fly on the wall
1: um and this is, of course, uh, sent up in the Rocky Horror Picture Show with the criminologist character. Exactly. He, he's looking at the event. He's narrating the events of the film as if something really horrible has happened. He's the criminologist, and he's going to say, "These ordinary kids are going to have their fall." And that's uh, goes to the the health films, and that goes goes directly to Reefer Madness. Yeah. This trying to put some kind of judgy moral spin. On all of these salacious things, but when
0: really, we're just here for the salacious. We're
1: really, here we're just for the salacious things. And indeed, the criminologist ends up doing the time warp, and uh, mm-hmm. he's played by this classy uh, Shakespearean actor, Charles Gray, who I think yeah. is playing it for like a, a dry laugh. Oh, of course, It's, he it's is. incredibly wry, kind of British no, humor. No, everyone but, yeah. knows what movie they're making. Yeah.
0: In that movie. And I think Charles Gray, you know, he'd already been like, he'd already been Blofeld, hadn't he? Was he yeah, He was in, he was Blofeld, and diamonds are forever. That was before yeah, this, right? Ninety percent sure that was remember. before this. And sure even before yeah, yeah. that, he was actually a different character, and he only lived twice. So like he's mm. he, he he's already like a, a get. People mm. knew who he was, uh, or at least would recognize him. So yeah, I think he knew what he was doing, mm. and um, yeah, it's totally the, this vibe. And again, Rocky Horror is at least aware enough to know that the context is the bullshit, yeah. and they respect it the least. And that's <laughs> the point of the movie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Is that the conservative America that we're fighting to preserve didn't really exist. Mm. It was a fantasy, and frankly, it was kind of a stupid fantasy. And that's not to say that there aren't genuinely sweet people out there who haven't done drugs. Not that that, not that those two things are mutually mm. connected, but like there are indeed people out there who are conservative who haven't done drugs and who aren't assholes. That's totally a thing. But there are also people who are. And so that's what the movie is sending up and it does a really splendid job of it and that is episode 0 for this week. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh we'll be back next week. We're going to be going back to the pre-code era. To talk about the mostly the depiction of sexuality, while we're on the topic of it, uh, in Tarzan the Ape Man and Tarzan and His Mate, which are very naughty films. Oh, yes.
1: Tarzan and His Mate. In particular, in particular yeah, There's just
0: flat-out nudity in that movie. It, like it's also it's,
1: it's also the best Tarzan movie I've seen. Um, yeah, like there's a lot. Of,
0: they're fundamentally flawed in their like yeah. foundation in a lot of ways, but like oh, the, those uh, are the those Tar- are the best.
1: Tarzan is is a colonialist fantasy. Yeah, uh, that Tar- Tarzan is an inherently racist construct. Um, yeah. used to support colonialism rather than criticize it. Um, but they're also quirking adventure films. Yeah, uh, it's. Unfortunately, things can be both. And, yeah, um, no, it's true. And yeah. like, and we've talked about them a lot before in a variety
0: of other shows. But, and uh, so we'll we'll talk about them here too.
1: But Tarzan and his mate is uh, more markedly, very forthrightly sexual. Yes, very, and, very, sexual. and very fleshy and very human. And uh, they had to
0: backtrack that shit after that movie. Like after the, the first two Tarzan, I think it's the first two. Maybe the just first, the first two. Just the first two. Yeah. The first two are pre-production code, and then they went. Uh, and then the series progressed. There was a long series of movies with the same cast. Uh, yeah, the first, and
1: the first twelve Tarzan films mm-hmm. starred Johnny Weissmiller.
0: Yeah it was a big and, deal and
1: they kept on making them with just with other actors
0: yeah and uh but like yeah the 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 costumes got a lot less risque mm. the plots got a lot more safe well,
1: then, like, then they brought in uh, the character of boy. Who yeah. you just want to throttle. The movie is called. Uh, we'll,
0: we'll talk about it next week. But mm. the movie is called Tarzan Finds a Son mm. because post production uh, because out, out of wedlock. Yeah, he and he and Jane never got married, so they're not allowed to imply that they've ever had sex. Mm. You know, living alone, naked in the jungle, they've That's never it. actually had sex. So they have to find
1: a son randomly in the jungle. You know, yeah, like you do. Have you ever seen pornography from the 1930s, like from the 20s and 30s, Not really, silent, no. silent era porn? Not really. No. It's, all, I mean, it, it was. I'm sure you know. As soon as we had cameras, we started filming people doing the nasty. But mm. um, it's 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 so awkward. It's like the the awkwardest thing. Cool. Uh, well,
0: in any case, we'll talk about the. We won't talk so much about the porn, but we'll no. talk about mm. Tarzan, the first two Tarzan movies. Mm. Uh, In uh, next week's episode of episode zero Thank you very very much for listening Uh, Of course uh, We're incredibly grateful to have you Uh, we want to give a very special thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash critically acclaimed network without whom this show and any of our other shows wouldn't exist so Mm -hmm. thank you to everybody who can afford to contribute thank you if you're you're one of them or you're thinking of becoming one of them we're incredibly grateful to you there's a lot of exclusive stuff over at the Patreon page Uh, exclusive shows about Batman, Disney, the Academy Awards Star Trek, we're doing commentary tracks there's a lot of stuff over there that is exclusive to patrons and uh, we just want to give a very special thought out. We hope you're enjoying it. Thank you so much. Um, we, uh, Of course, we're on Twitter, at Critic Acclaim. I am at William Bibiani. I'm at Whitney Seibold. Uh, you can write into to us. Our email address is letters at criticallyacclaimed.net. Uh, we would love to hear from you. If you have want to talk about something we discussed on this episode, you got questions, concerns, you want to uh, correct us about something that's happened before, uh, we'd love to hear from you, and we might read your letter in an upcoming episode of We've got mail right here at the channel, uh, and um, yeah, don't forget to subscribe. I guess if you haven't already, <laughs> uh, leave us a review if you if you can. That also really really helps us find an audience, uh, and of course, well, we have soap, uh, Salt Cat Soap over at our Etsy store. Uh, me and M. Lopes de Silva, we have uh, an Etsy store where we uh, sell designer soaps designed by M. Lopes de Silva herself. Uh, and, uh, they're really, really cool and they're really, really great soaps and we've had a lot of great reviews so far. Thank you everybody who's already purchased them. Go to Etsy and search for Salt Cat Soap. All one word. Salt Cat Soap is also on Twitter and Instagram at Salt Cat Soap. And, uh, while you're there, you can check out, uh, pictures of our, of our latest designs. And also we throw in some, some new pictures of Luca, our cat over there and we sell stickers of Luca and the cat as well at her Etsy store. So thank you so much (laughs) once again for everybody who supported that too. And um, that is it for episode zero until next week. I see you.